It's just too much. I think she's a very nice girl. And they just made me employee of the month yesterday, so I'm getting a lot of calls. I know where I'm not wanted, and I'm not wanted any place where people have all these social obligations if you get one of me. That's not true. You have you have two kinds of stuffing. You have real cranberry sauce. Run! I mean, I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, or what I'm doing here, or what this place is about, but I am determined to enjoy myself. And I'm very intrigued, and oh my, this soup's delicious, isn't it? Welcome to the Best Supporting After Show, where we continue to queen out on all things Best Supporting Actress. Sometimes we play games, we usually talk about what we've been watching, we now check in on some assignments, we always wrap things up with a PSA of the week, then I put a hat on, and as it gets colder, I put a coat on, and we leave. (laughs) And uh, I'm still Colin. And I'm still Nick. And we are back to check in, but more importantly... Uh, how are you? <laughs> Ooh, a loaded question this week because uh, I told you off the mic, um, I won't go into like all the details because no one wants to hear about lower back pain or my journey, but I, I threw out my back over the weekend. It was really terrible. I cried oh. because I was in so much pain. It was just a really, we were having friends over on Saturday, my college friends, and I hadn't seen them in a while. And I... I was in so much pain that I, I drove myself to the medic med express, which was, you know, a feat just getting yeah. there because I was in so much pain. And I, I thought about taking Keon with me or like having him like accompany me, but like, it's better that he didn't because someone had to stay home anyway and just like play host. And I probably would have been like yelling at him the whole time. Mm. And like, that wouldn't have been, that wouldn't have been great. Um, and long story short, like I went all the way through this process of like finally getting seen and um, they were going to give me a shot like I did last time. It's just like a glorified like ibuprofen. I forget what it's called, but they it, it did the trick last time. And since I had taken a buttload of ibuprofen that morning, they would not give me the shot. Oh. And I after like four hours, I think I was there like because I had to wait because they were understaffed. Right. And it was like a Saturday and it was Labor Day weekend and I came home and I just like burst into tears. Oh. I was so, I was in so much pain and it just like, it all crashed down on me at once. And like my friends, they're like, well, we'll, we'll stay here until we get, until you get back. We just want to say goodbye to you. And part of me was like, no, just go because I'm, I'm just, I was so not in the mood to talk to anyone and right. I just wanted to like lay in bed for the rest of eternity. Um, so yeah, it was pretty bad. Long story short, um, I'm feeling much better. Good. Um, still not out of the woods and I have an appointment um, this upcoming Monday with my PCP to get like, you know, a referral or a script, I guess, for like an MRI. Like enough is enough. I've had enough back pain. Mm-hmm. I need to get to the bottom of it and figure out just what's going on and i should have done that a long time ago but i guess better late than never yeah but it totally threw a wrench into the entire weekend i was in bed the entire weekend which is a dream if you're not in pain if yeah i was in pain so even when i was like relaxing and like could watch tv i was just in so much pain that i didn't want to do anything except like look at my phone so uh, it's uh you know you know woe is me but it was a terrible weekend and also a, a fine i'm glad it did happen on a three-day weekend as opposed to like a work week you know what i mean so right. there's a blessing in disguise so i will 
those are my opening thoughts. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. I mean, I know. Uh, well, I agree because I think that you are you are a tender thirty five. There is no reason to yeah, just settle I'm too young in. For this shit. Like, oh yeah. well, you know, the aches and pains of age. No, no, you yes. know. Uh, not at all. I think that's great. I think better late than never. And maybe it's, you know, uh, not necessarily a simple solution, but at least there's maybe there's an answer at least, you know, other than like, well, you know, uh, recover till it happens again. I know that's what I'm afraid. Like at this point, not that I want like surgery or anything like that. I'd rather never have that, but I'd rather have the MRI come back with something like, oh, it's a disc thing. Uh Oh, it's, you know, a nerve thing and just have some sort of definite answer as opposed to what you just said is like well this is going to happen periodically for the rest of your life and you know just make sure you're stretching and keeping active but again if that's if that's the case then that's the case and i will i will adjust accordingly but um i'm i'm kind of oddly excited to get it taken care of i think like this weekend was just sort of a wake-up call because it was the worst it's been in a while so i am I'm ready. I'm ready for to get better. So I'll, I'll keep you all posted. Please. I'm sure you're all at the edge of your seats. Yeah. <laughs> but um, how, with all that being said, how was your memorial? Not Memorial Day. Jesus, Labor Day weekend. I was. I mean, you know, uh, certainly. Uh, yes. Please keep us updated on your worst supporting back and uh, yes. my weekend. I don't remember. I have no idea. I really, I, you know, the we talked a bit about this a bit off mic. I talked about this a bit last week of like, yeah. oh, I just feel like something's going to change. Something's going to happen, you know. And I'm I, I'm trying to not push the turtle, as they say, you know, where it's just like, okay, things might happen, but they might not happen the moment you feel like something's going to happen. You know, like, you know, in a movie when like the moment someone realizes like, oh, my God, there's someone else in this house, that's when the music starts and that's when they're in danger. It's like... Sometimes the life changes don't activate that quickly, you know? And so yeah. I'm kind of like, okay, I still feel it coming. And it's coming in fits and starts. You know, I I just, you know, while we're on the topic of, of having a good cry, I – actually, it was just this morning. I got an email, and it was an evite mm-hmm. from a friend of mine and her husband, and they're now two kids. They just had a second kid like six months ago. Uh, oh wow! They are. They currently live in Washington Heights. They are, of course, leaving New York and moving to Asheville, North Carolina. <gasps> and I haven't oh seen them in God. a little while, but there was always that sense of like, oh well, there's Jamie and Phil, and you know, I'll see them again soon. And just that feeling of I know people in this city, and now, and I've known Jamie for a long time, and now they're leaving, and it just. It hit me of like, oh, God, like, I just, I feel like I'm in an Agatha Christie novel. I feel like, and then there were none. And it's just like, people are just leaving New York and leaving my life. And I'm losing touch with people. And this is changing. And that's changing. And new people are coming into my life. And, you know, it's kind of like, as you know, it's the whole fucking cliche of doors closing and windows opening and, you know, (laughs) surprise flaps flying open and people flying in them. And and I'm just kind of like you know trying to roll with that but it it just kind of hit me of like oh god like whatever was is over you know what i mean i do i i I think that that's you know there's this sort of collective um understanding that when you first move to new york whether it's for college or just like moving there to move there in your early 20s or even mid-20s that like you still feel like there's company there you still feel like you're a part of something 
and moving towards something, I guess. And then slowly, like, I feel, I feel like I left when every, like, it's like the, it's like that 28 is when it starts to shift Uh a little bit. And you're like, oh shit, like, okay, I've, I've done some cool things and I'm kind of like, I don't have a real job. I'm just like an actor. So I'm not like saving for the future. And I just like, I couldn't picture a life there. Like I would have, I would, if I wanted to, I would have to, I would have had to have fought like tooth and nail to get back on my feet financially and like Mm -hmm. really do like nothing except like work seven jobs at once for like a year or two and not act in order to kind of feel comfortable. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I have that in me. And, and, And slowly like everyone that I knew there, are, I still have friends in New York, like, uh, you know, the few of the proud and, and you're one of them too. I mean, I didn't know you when I was in New York, but like at, at the same time, like everyone that was sort of in that, that class, if you want to call it like of people that, you know, we all got, we all graduated and we all moved to New York and are gone. Amanda's gone now. And like so many mm-hmm. people that I, I knew are just not there anymore. And like, what do you do? What do you do with that? Like, what does that mean for you? And I'm sure that's kind of what came crashing down for you this morning, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's definitely that feeling of like, I don't need to fucking be here, Yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I've left New York before and I've come back before. And at this yeah. point, I, I don't know where I would necessarily even go. And I yeah. love my apartment. And I, you know, at the end of the day, what I would be leaving is is for the most part, is just a cost of living. It's just the idea yes, of like, oh, yes. could I get the same kind of apartment for $1,000 less per month, you know? Yeah. Um, and on the flip side, though, chances are I would probably move somewhere where I needed a car. So yes, I would kind of yeah. replace the expenses with, from, you know, in, in a lot of ways where it might not be worth it to completely uproot. And again, I don't know where I would go. I think... I, that I've done that before where I'm like, I, I feel like I'm more comfortable in the in the transitions than in the like staying and making a home somewhere. And I'm trying to not get triggered by like people, p- other people leaving. And that sense you talk about of like, you know, people in the class leaving. Yeah. And I, but there's just that sense of like, especially now and with what I want to do. And I guess I should think of this as a long-term freedom. I don't need to live here. Yeah. I don't, and I don't need to live here because I don't need to have a thousand bars at my fingertips. And I don't like most of Broadway sucks. Like they just announced the <laughs> Michael Jackson musical. Like sure. Fuck yeah. Broadway. I'm not interested. Like yeah. I'll 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 catch the national tour of something else or whatever. Um but you know, like the idea of having access to that. And then all of the smaller theaters, like how many of them are even like <laughs> open again you know what i mean so like there's that appeal of staying in new york i don't go to like all all of the like life that's available in new york i don't i'm not gonna start suddenly taking advantage of more of it you know what i mean as i get older yes i'm not gonna suddenly start going to more concerts you know so there's just that sense of like i don't need all of this in so many ways and now i know less and less people who actually keep me here you know, so yeah, I don't really want to start over in a new city, but at this point in a way, it's like, what's the fucking difference, you know? Yeah, it's like, who are you staying there for or what are you staying there for? They're, they're two separate questions, too. But even this this couple that you were just describing, it's like, what have you seen them recently? Like, was it I know you said there you were pretty close to them or is it? 
you know, like well, even when they the other... were there, like were you seeing them often? No, and that's the other side of it is I I wasn't really seeing them that often. I hadn't seen them in a while. Yeah. The last time I did see them, I could definitely feel it. The kind of lapping at the edges was like, oh, our lives are a little different now. You know, yeah, like yeah, they. It, it's just like it's that thing that happens is they're in their mid to late thirties and they have two kids and you know, uh, they're just their life is moving in a different direction. And I love them both, but we don't really have that much in common anymore. And I find that to be like that happened. I think with another friend that I lost touch with like last year and. It was just, and she lives in like New Hampshire, and it was just this weird thing. We suddenly just lost touch, and every time I've thought about getting back in touch, I'm like, I love her, and I'd love to talk to her again, but I don't know how much we have in common anymore. Yeah, and that's you know, like that's kind of, and I know that's only an indication of like, okay, then there's new aspects of myself that I need to like find people that align with that, you know? Yes, and, yes. Um, you know, and and I think about like even the text message chain with you and Amanda and Jody. And I'm like, well, here's people who I'm aligned with right now. Yeah, and like yeah. we, we get the same jokes and the same references and we kind of all do the same thing. And like, so it's not doom and gloom. It's just trying to see the two sides of that, that, that as you lose touch with, with some people that can also look like making deeper connections with new people, you know? Yeah. It's really interesting. I, as you were saying that I was thinking of the people that like, no matter how much time has passed, there are those few select friends that like, it doesn't matter. Like you can just pick up mm -hmm. where you got, like Amanda is definitely one of them for me where like, it doesn't matter if we haven't spoken in like six years or six months, we're still going to be fine. It's like an understood sort of, I don't know, sort of friendship agreement that like we, we've gone through enough together too. it's like you kind of have to earn it at the same time or just like, yep. I guess, establish it, I guess, whether that's like college or, you know, other stuff, too. But um, and then the flip side of that is people who you think you're you're never going to not talk with and then you don't talk to them. I have a friend who I my best friend from college and it's it's no one's fault. She lives in Pittsburgh now. And she's been here for like four or five years and I have yet to see her. She's in the same oh, city. Wow. She's like 20 minutes away, 30 minutes, you know, it's, mm -hmm. and, and we're both just like, she has kids now. And I think like the opposite side of this, um, is, you know, looking at it through the lens of like a single gay man in New York city. Um, and uh -huh. just, uh, you know, even if you are in a relationship like, and you're queer and stuff like that, or if you don't have kids or you don't picture yourself having kids, like, what does that look like? Where is your community i this is this conversation is um i will probably take it off mic but i have i have something to like add to this and it's all kind of very strange that you're bringing this up i think uh mm. I, I know that sounds very mysterious and i hate when people say that on podcasts where it's like but i i i will we'll talk about it afterwards but i i think yeah. that there's a couple things you're saying that are aligning with like a project that i've been thinking about a lot lately and oh. I, I think that um yeah, there's some cool stuff there. But yeah, as a gay man, what does the future look like? You know what I mean? Like, what do you, what do you, where, where do you go from here? Like when you God, get into I... your 40s and 50s and 60s, it's like, it's, it's a little overwhelming for anyone, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, there's yeah. single straight people too that have the same issues. I'm not saying you're exempt from it, but like a lot of times people get married and have kids and you have that built in sort of those caretakers, I guess. Yeah, there's a template. There's a there's a you know there's a model home. They can say, oh well, if you moved into this development, your apartment could look like this. Yes. Whereas when gays move into the development, it's just like, 
yeah, we don't have a model for that one. So where do you want the living room? You know, you tell us. We do, you can put it anywhere. You don't need a, a crib. You know, like yes. there's you don't need to childproof your home. And so there's all these like because there's so few things I, like yeah i don't have to consider I, the only thing i have to consider is is can my cat live there with me you know yeah and uh and as of now it's like and do i need a car and i think that i've been thinking like if i learned to drive again how would that change everything you know what i mean how yeah. would that open up america for me you know yeah I, it's i mean then you could go anywhere you want really it's like well either, yeah. yeah either that or you move you have to move to a city where there's you know a lot of public transportation or some sort of subway system like chicago or yeah no and even that yeah even then like you know because sometimes i i've only been to chicago in the summer so i can't consider chicago i've never been there in the winter but i like chicago and they have pretty good public transportation but it's also like spread out enough where i'm like yeah i do want to still call. yeah i think that that's that's like yeah. freedom, I think. Uh, that right. sense of freedom. Because, right. I mean, a car is even great in New York, too. You de you definitely don't need one. But if you have one, it's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, zooming away to Target for the weekend. That, Amanda and I used to do that. And I it was like the highlight of my month when we would do that. Oh, I know. Like, what the, the privilege of having a backseat to put groceries in. I yeah. know. It's just like... It, and I, you obviously know this just as well as like anyone else who's ever lived in New York. When you're away from New York, you miss it terribly. But when you're there, you're like, fuck this sometimes, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, it's great. It's like this ugh, tortured sort of relationship that like you love it so much and you can't picture yourself. And then what happens when that sort of runs out? It's like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I've been, that's what it's I've been contending with repeatedly of, finding a sense of home in this in this city um yeah but you know all that being said i have no answers no conclusions this is an evolving story um i can provide an update when it comes to the topic of making a home uh i can provide an update on some candles that have come up in conversation <laughs> go on i'm listening i know that everybody has been waiting i know those those peeled peepers have been just waiting for updates on those candles so for anyone who does not know what i'm talking about i ordered some candles from the site called like dio candle company and they create these candles among they have a bunch of them but one of their collections is kind of like you know, uh, a, a candle that smells like a blockbuster video, for yes, example, yes. or, you know, an Auntie Anne's pretzels, or here's a candle that smells like, you know, your grandparents, you know, your grandfather's cologne and aftershave and has that kind of vibe and, and whatnot. And so I bought like a, a bunch of little ones to kind of sample all of them. And so the, I, I think there's only maybe, I think the little ones, you know what I've realized, the little ones I have to kind of spend more time with because they don't, you got to get real close to them. You know what I mean? It's not much. There's not much candle in there. Sure. But then the video store one, I got a bigger one of, and it, and I lit it, and I will. So I will say my review is, wow, <gasps> crazy accurate of wow. creating like, oh wow, this totally smells like a musty old video store. Oh my goodness. And and then like five to ten minutes in, you're like, I don't want to smell this anymore. I don't want to smell uh... an old video store anymore. I want to smell it, but I don't want to stink of it. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, and and I like it, and I'll still use it, but I hadn't really considered that, like, oh, like, long-term, like, like I lit it, and then, like, I put it upstairs in the office, and so I think because, you know, there's more kind of enclosed, like, there's the, the office and the hallway, and, like, it, there's just more spaces to kind of enclose the smell, and I was like, wow, it really smells like a video store up here, and then I was like, oh. 
it's pretty strong. Like, <laughs> how much of this do I want? And so I'm kind of back and forth about it. Um, the the bathroom one, the or the the aftershave kind of one, that one smells great. Oh my god! Ooh, that yeah, so, I remember. I was excited for that one too. Yes. Yeah, that one might be the BSA, but um. Yeah, so finally, I'm glad I didn't get the big honkin' video store candle. I'm glad that, like, the rest of my life isn't going to smell like a VHS box. But, uh, yeah, no regrets, just observations. Yeah, I was just going to say, it doesn't sound like you're displeased, but um, a different experience perhaps than, you know, too much of a good thing, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah, maybe too much of a good thing. So... Stay tuned. You know, the candles haven't run out yet, so I may have new feelings next week. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm sure. I think everybody is. <laughs> I think you speak for the nation. I think this is the only thing they want to hear about on a podcast about best supporting actresses. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's my fucking candles. Um, <laughs> so what else do you have in your little agenda for this best supporting after show? Um, I'm trying to think because I, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts like as I was just like, bedridden the whole week i was just Mm. my it ties into my bsa the week and then you know a couple of other it's like everything that i want to mention is kind of bought up into your assignment for next week and my bsa the week so i I, and i don't know um i'm trying to think of anything else that i sort of watched in the meantime to to chat about but um i'm kind of coming up short which is crazy because in my mind i had this list but um, anything that you want to say, what are you up to or sure. listening to or watching before we well, get into our know, stuff? Well, you know, I've been watching, of course, I just, I've, I've kept this watch list. Every time I watch something, I write it down because I, I feel like I just forget. And then yeah, I'm like, that's oh, there's that's just where a, I am. Yeah. It really helps to like just like keep a little note in your in your phone and just write down the title because it just I don't know I, I like to look back and go oh yeah I did watch that movie oh yeah I do remember that and so I think I'm gonna do a I'm gonna work on I just kind of got the idea today but I'm gonna work on a more scripted episode of in the details um, all about there's a, a a good handful but in like the maybe like the late 40s into the 50s there were a, a good number of like home invasion movies of like a family being held hostage and blah, blah, blah. blah. And, and it, there's a number, and I've seen a number of them now. Yeah. And in, in usually it's like, you know, it's because of something that the father was involved in. And then the wife is like, Oh honey. And she's all worried on the couch. And sometimes there's a, a, a plucky son or a teenage daughter, blah, blah, blah. But as similar as these all can be, the, the thing that I'm always the most interested in and where I think there are nuances in a, in a bunch of these different movies I've seen is the role that the mother slash wife plays. Yes. Because she is sometimes is just kind of, you know, honey, what's going on? And afraid on the couch. But sometimes, including this movie I just watched yesterday, she is the goddamn star and mm-hmm. you don't see it coming. And I just watched this, I think, kind of obscure movie from I think 1960 or the late 1950s called Cry Terror. And in it, the wife, the mother, she's the one who has all the action and the father slash husband, he's the one who's just like stuck at the at the um, apartment where they're being held, you know, he and the daughter are kind of being, you know, held hostage. And the wife's out doing all the like stuff. And I was like, 
I can't believe this is happening. I've yeah. never seen this before in a movie from 1958, whatever. Like, normally she'd be the one with a thankless role, you know? Yeah, um, like a regular Joe Beth Williams there on Poltergeist, like running yes. down hallways. <laughs> yes, literally. That's that's what this was. It was like, oh my God, that's exactly what this felt like. And so I want to do a uh, an episode on the role of the wife in the home invasion movies. I love that. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so that's, uh, that's been something I've been obsessed with is, uh, is these movies, especially. Yeah. There's. And so for anyone who's listening, who wants to see other ones like this, the desperate hours is kind of a classic. They did a remake in 1990 with it. There's, um, there's another one called the night holds terror, the dark past suddenly, um, all of these are families held hostage in the suburbs in the 1950s. So, and Cry Terror, which was hard to track down, but good God, I think that's my favorite one. Love that. I, yeah. I, I did think before we before we move on, I did think of two things that I wanted to mention real quick. Number one, and I feel like given the track record of, you know, the People versus O.J. Simpson, I feel that we can probably, I mean, there are a lot of women, but um, impeachment... American Crime yeah. Story has premiered, and I feel like it's kind of a jackpot of women, which is great. Um, and I, I, I think Ryan Murphy does well. I know we with with stuff that is like historic, like there's there's history and there's an angle. Like he does well mm-hmm. with the OJ stuff as opposed to like stuff that is like the Ryan Murphy effect of how it always starts out great and then it kind of peters off. But I, I have high mm-hmm. hopes for impeachment, and I. I just wanted to like say that out loud. I think I, I haven't watched the pilot yet. Have you watched it? I think it came out last night. I haven't watched the pilot yet. I am definitely excited. I agree. I think that there is between Sarah Paulson, Beanie Feldstein, Edie Falco. I mean, there is, you know, Annalie Ashford. Like there's a lot of potential lady acting that I'm very excited about. I also love that. And for a second I fell for it, but um, and I don't know, it just didn't process to me that it wouldn't be real. But Dublin Zoetrope like posted like a, an image of like uh, Edie Falco. It was kind of like one of those like ads of like <laughs> Edie Falco is Hillary Clinton. And then like scroll the next and it was um, Judith Light as Jill Biden. And yes, it was so funny. And I was like, oh, wait, that's not real. I felt I was for like, it too. I yes, wish. I totally I wish. did. I know. He knows how to, so he knows how to guess. funny. I'm... Uh, I don't know if this is true, but um, I'm I'm googling this as I speak as I speak, um, as I speak. Is Marco Martindale in impeachment? Why do I feel like she is? I'm googling it. I don't know. Is Lucian I mean, Goldberg? Lucian. So Goldberg, she is. In she's it. in it. So another. I mean, just oh, an thank added God. There, yeah. Ooh, oh, she looks like the lady too. It's really good. Oh, I love it. Oh, well, that then so Margo, I think we should definitely yes, it's, like it's going watch it. And yeah, yeah. Um, and then that could be a future like BSAs of. Oh yeah. yeah, there's it's great, and I love that Annalie Ashford's in it. She's such a talented, like obviously like a Broadway gal, and sort of making mm-hmm. her way. And you know, this is like the year of Beanie Feldstein in so many ways. So I'm 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 really excited for it. And Sarah Paulson, it's like just looking at her, she's already got an Emmy in her pocket for this. I, I I'm oh, just I'm, yeah. I'm curious about like the categories, like where they're gonna place different people, but maybe that will become more apparent when we watch. I can't wait. I'm actually I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think um yeah, much like OJ, like I I'm I agree with you. I think that when Ryan Murphy has to stick to the facts yes. and can't kind of play in the in the Murphyverse, then I think things are 
It, it's a better use of his talents. I yeah, would say, from my exactly. Opinion. Yeah, because it's like you're yeah. you're gonna cast all the right women, and I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, You'll at least do that. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to mention, which was so fun, and I don't think I've spoken to you about this too, but um, uh, a friend of ours, his name is Steve, and uh, his boyfriend Cody. They, who live in Pittsburgh, were on an episode of House Hunters in Pittsburgh. Oh, And it's how really fun. fun. We watched it. Uh, we had to watch it on YouTube TV. We borrowed Keon's brother's account because I thought it it might eventually be on, um, not Paramount Plus. There's so many pluses these days. Discovery Plus, maybe? Mm. I feel like that's like an HGTV. Discovery yeah. Plus. Yeah. Um, so, you know, once it's eventually maybe out for the masses, I'll remind you because it, it paints Pittsburgh in like a beautiful light. It's like, it's like vibrant and like, you know, full of life. Um, mm. But it was really fun because I don't know if you know this. I mean, and it makes perfect sense that the way that it works is like the people that they do the show with, like Steve and Cody, they already bought the house. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, which makes it's perfect all sense. Stunk, yeah. Like, it's staged, all an yeah. act. So it's so funny to watch that. I've not met Cody yet, but I know Steve and um, the house is he's um, I believe he's a lawyer of some sort. So he you know, the budget was big. Let's just say it was like 800 K was his like budget. I was like, whoa. So he got a great house wow. and it's, it's actually like three minutes away from where Keon and I live. And um it was just really cool to like see them on TV and just like uh, and laugh at them because it's I, I have so many questions. You know what I mean? Like it's like, how did they did they like because he was more more on the conservative side and Cody was like, I like the modern houses and I want, you know, a room for my crafts. I, I just like I wonder if any <laughs> like did he want a room for crafts? I don't know. It's right. Just, it was idea cool. was that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was fun to watch. That's something that we did watch this week. Oh, good. Um, well, that's fun. Uh, and I would love to hear all the, I always love that of like, especially House Hunters. It's so fake. So it's just like, how fake? How staged? How much have they told you what to say? You yes. Know? Yes, yes, yes. Well, I think that that can bring us to, you know, uh, as as folks may be aware, we've started a new segment on this podcast, uh, the Best Supporting Assignment in which we assign each other something each week to watch and then check in on in these episodes. And then, of course, then assign each other something else because the homework never stops. Uh, And so we why don't we dive into what we've assigned each other this past week and our assignments for this next week, and then we'll wrap things up with BSA of the Week. How's that sound? Does that work? Sounds like a plan. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, Well... Uh, our assignments from the past week, you, what you had assigned me was to watch season one, episode four for the children of Ted Lasso. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Do you want to do? You... I'll go first. Yeah. Sure. I'll go first. Yeah. I Yes. I'll go first. So I know anyone who's listened to this knows that I am, I've had conflicting feelings about Ted Lasso. You yes. know, it, it's, it's a hug. I'm not sure I want. Um, <laughs> and, and so I certainly, I kind of, I, it was like, Oh, I do identify with this woman in some ways uh, with Hannah Waddingham's character. But I, my takeaway is that the women are the best part of the show. Yeah. And they are so good, and that Juno Temple is phenomenal. And yes, is like Hannah Waddingham has the moments where like you're giving her these great moments. The you know the scene outside with Ted at the yeah. end, like, the scenes with their ex husband. You're giving her these great moments, but like Juno Temple is like 
making a meal with oatmeal. You know what I mean? Like she is extracting these moments from these little scenes that like, it just, ugh. and the two of them together in the bathroom or the, you know, the powder room, whatever. It was just, that was my big takeaway was a, the women are the best part. B, uh, the, the, the codependent love that has risen for Brett Goldstein. Is that his name? Yes, I, Brett Goldstein. Ugh. He is just, it, it, it just, and at the end of the episode, he has this big smile, and I just melted into hot yogurt. I just couldn't believe it. He's so <laughs> cute. He is so adorable. But go on. Yes, yes, yes. I, so it was, you know, I thought that I appreciated there was some good Ted moments. I, Boy, do I feel conflicted about this show because I mm-hmm. like so many parts of it. And then I. So, OK, so what I can what it makes me think of. And I, I don't know if you know this scene. So there's there's a scene in the office when Michael has to get like he's required. I don't remember what the what cause of he's required to get a certain number of hours of counseling. OK. And it's with Toby. And so they're in the break room together and Toby's like trying to break through to him. And Michael's just like not responding. It's just like, you know, trolling the whole situation. And then eventually they're just kind of hanging out talking and like casually, like Michael starts to open up and like Toby's like, oh, wow, that that must have really, you know, had an impact on you as a kid. And Michael's like, yeah, yeah, I guess that did. And, and then Toby's like, oh, well you want to talk about it some more? And then Michael's like, you start to see Michael realize like, mm-hmm. oh, I see what you're doing. And he goes, oh, you, you bitch. And that's my favorite part is Michael (laughs) says, you bitch. And it is so funny. It's such an improv moment. But that was how I felt with Ted Lasso was you had me. And then I was like, oh, you bitch. Don't you have a message? Don't you be feel good? Don't you show everyone being nice to each other? Oh, you bitch. Um, And I don't know where to go with those feelings, but. I can say that that you are not wrong. The women are the reason I I feel the reason to watch Ted Lasso. Yeah, and I I have so much to say in response to what you. I, first of all, Brett Goldstein is he's such a softy, and when they show those moments, you don't see them too often. But when you do, it's so rewarding because he's oh. such a rough and gruff sort of like hard ass. And then and at the end of that episode, too, and that's part of the reason, you know, just a piece of the pie of why I assigned it. Like, you get to see Roy, Roy Kent is his character's name, um, mm-hmm. sort of, you know, there's that whole sort of lesson that they've, or not lesson, but, um, you know, the sense of accountability for, like, in being right. a relationship and how Roy apologizes to Keeley, who is Juno Temple, Temple um, and how she realizes it. And, like, the Jamie Tart's, like, a dickhead like he sucks but he's hot but like yeah and it's it's sort of the beginning of something for them and you could tell like there's you know there's a reconsideration or just like her sort of looking at him now instead of jamie and she's so good she is so seasoned and perfect and like it is i want her to win the emmy i would rather her mm-hmm. win the emmy and that it's a close call like i know hannah waddingham is is, is a delight and she is talented and has a great voice and i just think the character of rebecca is a is a i could talk about that character for a long time because i just don't feel especially going into season two i don't think they know what to do with her anymore um but and that's uh, hannah waddingham yeah that's hannah waddingham yeah. yeah rebecca because yeah. it's right right 
I'll, I'll spare the details, you know, I mean, because especially since you haven't watched and, you know, spoilers or whatever. But um, I just I just don't know what where she she fits into the puzzle now. But um, I think we're all caught up on Ted Lasso. That was actually one of the things we did watch, but I didn't want to talk about it until now. We're caught up um, to the most recent episode in season two and things are taking a turn and I, I'm not even going to say anything other than that, which also sounds mysterious and annoying at the same time. But like, I think the sort of the thing that annoys me the most. And I, I told Key on the other day, I was like, I, I wish they only said these types of things once per episode. Like, I can't think of anything. So I'm just going to come up with something right now. Like Ted says, well, just call me chicken and waffles because you're I'm a little bit salty and I'm a little bit sweet. You know, those things. Oh, those like, yeah, I'm like, uh-huh. I can see that set up a mile away and they're funny. But like, I just picked like just one per episode. That's all we need. You know what I mean? Like, well, it reminds yep. me of that one time where my grandma hit me on the head with the board and I'm like, I don't need this, but I know that other people like it. And I'm, I still like, I still, with all that being said, like, I don't think it's a perfect show, but I really like it. I think that's like the only way for me to like sit with that. And maybe that's how eventually you would feel. But, um, you know, there's no pressure to like start from the beginning either too. I don't know what that is for you. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, I I haven't figured out what my resistance is, sure. but I'm. I mean, I I think it probably it it probably lends to a whole other tangent of just you know. I've been having kind of those moments of just like, like I don't know, just a moment. I, this is so unrelated to Ted Lasso, and we just spin into a whole other tangent. But it, there'll, there'll be those moments of like realizing like, oh, like for example, like kind of the realization of like. Maybe this is true in other places, but like, wow, people in New York can be so self-centered and fucking obsessed with themselves. And everyone here has fucking main character syndrome. Mm-hmm. Ugh, how have I not seen this? And there's just this kind of like, resig- like almost nihilistic resignation of like, ugh, what is with people, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think sometimes I have a similar feeling about like, ugh fucking Ted Lasso like but then at the same time the same time I also thought I get why this show is so popular and even if it is a little saccharine or like they layer on the messages too much or like everybody is almost a little too nice sometimes there's a part of me that's like well you know don't begrudge people who just want to see people be nice to each other because we could use we uh, yeah you know like Nowadays, I understand why people are drawn to that. You know what yes, I mean? So, yes, like, yes. at the same time, I want to, like, pump the brakes on being, you know, the, the you know, I don't know, the bemused hipster about it all and be yeah. like, okay, life sucks. If this feel-good show makes you feel better than, and puts you to bed at night, like, why am I, why am I peeing in your Cheerios? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's like people who, like... Uh, listen to christmas music too early or excited about pumpkin spice like just let them have it mm-hmm. it's it's also right. it's fine it's uh you Especially know it's, nowadays you're not hurting anyone like, yeah yeah and yeah. I, I think that's why people were so drawn to it in 2020 because that's when it came out it was like right when yeah we needed it the most and ted lasso kind of swooped in there and it's you know it's it has momentum now yeah i mean it's kind of like you know i, I feel like it just popped up today you know earlier in the week before this episode comes out but um 
the little video of Steve from Blue's Clues being like, hey, I'm back from college. Have you seen that? I posted that on my Instagram story today. It was uh, speaking of having an emotional morning. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even watch Blue's because I was too old for it. And I was just like, I didn't know I needed this conversation. I know. And the fact that he's like, maybe he went bald and he's wearing that hat. Like, I wonder mm-hmm. why he's wearing the hat. It just like adds to everything. And yeah, it's like perfect yeah. all at the same time. So if you haven't seen that, I'm sure you'll see it float around any social media of like the guy who played Steve. Oh, is his name Steve in real life? I actually don't know his name. I don't know. I've always just been calling matter. him Steve. He knows yeah. who he is. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So now I am uh, dying to know. So that's my take on on Ted Lasso. I'm glad I'm glad you assigned this to me because I'm glad like yeah, I, I think I have more reasons to keep watching it primarily Juno Temple and then secondarily Hannah Waddingham. Yeah. Um, and then third, uh, Roy Kent. Ugh. Um, your assignment was to watch season one, episode one of work in progress. Yeah. And the episode is titled 180 almonds. Yes. I loved this show. Oh, I, thank God. I loved it. I haven't watched any more. I will say, but I plan to because I think it's just like a beautiful pilot too. Like I just think Mm -hmm. like as far as like really the way that it starts and, uh, you know, the the symbolism of the 180 almonds and how that like everything is sort of turned upside down, um, you know, as, as a good pilot does you know like you meet a character one way and by the end they're changed in some way or at least like there's, uh, you know, a new trajectory for that. And I am completely smitten with it i i think it's like the exact sort of brand of humor that that we both really Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. um i wrote down a couple lines um oh shit i don't oh i don't know who plays the character but when she goes to i think it's like during the flashback when she goes to the party like in college yes and there's that Uh girlfriend in the in the main room that's drunk and um she like her boyfriend called her pat and she was like, you know what? This is why. This is why. She like screamed. It's such a stupid like Nick line yeah. that I love. Like, I don't know who that actress is, but she was giving me everything that I loved. Like, it's just so random and stupid. Um, so I, I loved that. And the other line that I really liked where they, they offered her, do you need some water? I think it was Julia Sweeney who asked her. She's like, do you need some water? And she's like, no, I have I have a Miller Lite. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which was yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah. Because a lot of people, oh. you know, think that it's water. I love Miller Lite, actually. I, I am not ashamed. Um, oh, but I, I, I just loved it. it. Yeah. Um, it's great. I'm so glad. I knew you would. And like I, I decided to rewatch it just to kind of like – see if i was right about that and i was like no you fall in love with abby like 30 seconds in yep you know what i mean like and it just one of my favorite characters slash people on tv right now like that is how good it gets like she is so phenomenal on this show it's just it's so good it's full of lesbians it's yeah um it's all set in Chicago. Like it's, and I had not, I had never heard of her before this. I think she's a big, like Chicago improv actor. And so I'd never heard of Abby McEnany before. And now I'm like obsessed. Like just, I, so I'm so glad you liked it. I strongly recommend to keep watching it. I really think it just keeps delivering more and more and more. Yeah. I'm, I'm, 
I'm hooked. I'm very interested. And, and Theo Germain, too, who plays Chris. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I, he was in, um, oh, what was that show with Ben Platt? Um, it was the Netflix show where he's like the the president. The politician. Yeah, the politician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's great in that, too. He was one, a standout for me. And I love the sort of like confused storyline of like, of just like thinking that he is a lesbian, but in fact is like a trans man and just mm-hmm. navigating that is super cool. And like the age difference. And like, I don't know if he, if, you know, if Theo sticks around or Chris rather, but um, I'm, I'm excited just to see those people on my television and, and just kind of watch them interact with each other. I think it's, it's great. Oh, I, I hope you keep watching. Cause I just, I love, I, and I like, with every episode love her friend Campbell more and more who is just like a fabulous supporting actress yes uh yes just a great supporting character like just so good I love the sister is really interesting I think her brother-in-law is really hot it's <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> yeah. oh it's yeah um uh, yes please keep watching it oh I just it's just so good yeah I'm Glad you assigned uh, it to me. I'm going to continue sort of. Is it in or is it just one season so far? Season two? What's the story? Season. They're in the middle of season two right now. Oh, great. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, great. Well, well, fabulous. I think that means it is time to assign each other uh, some new homework, some new best supporting assignments. Yeah, I'm excited. I have um, I might give you a choice, to be honest, because in. And thinking about them, they both present something really great, but I'm going to let you decide, which is also mysterious. It's my theme for the day, I guess. Mm, um, I would, And if you've listened to both of them, I do have a backup maybe. So I don't know. Um, but it is, um, I, I was really craving, because I just remember how funny it was, um, a podcast episode with Kim Chi in any platform. And Kim Chi has been on a guest, or as a guest, um, Kimchi was a guest. What am I trying to say here? On Trixie and Katya, and Kimchi was a guest also on Sibling Rivalry. Have you listened to any of them or both of them? I haven't listened to those episodes. No. Oh yes. Okay. Perfect. And really, it's I think like to pitch both of them, like it's it's really kind of a toss up because you know Kim and Bob were on the same season, so there's a lot of like right. there's some some roots there, and like they're really funny together. And Monet's great too, and like has toured with Kim, so there's some stories there. But then like with Trixie, Kimchi and Trixie like were you know they 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 started in Chicago together, so there's a lot of history there, and they talk about like old gigs. I might suggest mm-hmm. Trixie and Katya over Bob and Monet, but like by a hair. So. I would like for you to listen to one of those. It's just a great listen. I think no matter what, you're going to enjoy yourself. And it, I just, I really, really love Kim Chi a lot. And she's great on TikTok, by the way. She she uh, she goes to a lot of restaurants and just like recommends stuff. And it's delicious of course. food. Yes. Yeah, that's her wheelhouse. Well, yes. you know, I I love Trixie and Katya. I love Bald and the Beautiful. I I tend to prefer that a little bit over sibling rivalry only because sometimes the rivalry gets a little uh a little old for <laughs> rivalry me and, with a know, capital and, r yes, yes yeah yeah it's just you know wow bob but i um <laughs> i yeah and who knows i might enjoy the the trixie and katia episode so much that then i listen to the sibling yeah rivalry even for just more kimchi yes yes 
Yeah, because I've always got time for more podcasts, honestly. So uh, I'll probably listen. I'll, I'll probably end up listening to both of them. Okay. But at yeah, the very but late, least, I'll definitely, one, yeah. yeah, I'll definitely listen to Trixie and Katya. Oh, yeah. you will laugh hard. It's it's great. Oh, good. Oh, good. Well, I can't wait. Um, well, that's a fun one. Uh, so my assignment for you, because I love this movie. It's a movie. Okay. It's under 90 minutes. It's under 80 minutes. So, uh, you know, it's a quick one. And I just, I would love for you to see it. I'd be curious to see how, what your experience is, but it is an older movie. Uh, it is, I've talked about it before, I'm sure, but it is a movie called Cause for Alarm. And it's on YouTube. It's very easy to find. Okay. There's, you know, it's all public domain, so it's very easy to find. It's... <laughs> Oh, Marco agrees. Is it the one about, big... with the letter? Is it the letter? Yes, okay. the one with the yes, letter. Yes, the yes. one with the letter. Oh, I just, it's it's such a special little movie. I just think it's so great, and it's great lady acting. I mean, like, if you need an entry point, the really, really great lady acting moments, like, the more it goes on to the, to the very end, you just get so much good, like, Loretta Young lady acting. So I, I really think if you settle in, and it gets going pretty fast, after a little bit of setup... Like, the second half of the movie is just nonstop. Like, it's really fun. No, I trust you. I, I, I think even when you described it, I was... It's like, yeah, I, I need... The, I, that's why I love this segment, because it, it gives me... It, like, forces me to watch it, for lack of a better word. Yeah, which I yeah. which I need. Besides the Hacks Protocol, I think this is, like, you know, just as good. Yeah, I, I agree. I really think this is going to be... Especially if you're going to be on your back, laying around, yeah. you know, not doing much. I feel like... There's something about an engrossing old black and white movie that really teams with the theme. So yes, yes, I think this yes. is going to be really good for you. Yay, I'm excited. Cause Me for too. alarm. Cause for alarm. Cause for alarm. And the ball yes, and the beautiful. 1951. On the ball and the beautiful. Absolutely. Um, right. Well, that, of course, uh, now that we have been given our assignments, that leaves one final segment of the episode. That is, of course, our BSA of the week in which we clean out on a food or a song or a thing or anything in our lives that's acting as the best supporting actress of our lives. Uh, what do you got? Um, I got, or I have, um, just one thing, actually. I don't have anything else to sort of supplement the BSA of the week. I got this idea, or I, you know, it got me thinking about it because I actually was listening to the kimchi episode of Sibling Rivalry, because um, kimchi is a big gamer, um, and mm-hmm. she was talking about, and, you know, they're talking about Mario Kart. I feel like that's like, you know, the whole like gamer, G-A-Y-M-E-R um, yeah. universe is something very specific and um, great. And I, you know, I, I just never have dabbled um, and I'm not going to go out and buy like a Nintendo Switch. But what I did find was um, in the app store, it was, it's called Mario Kart Tour and it's free and um it's really intuitive too it doesn't take like it's there's not a lot of bells and whistles because i was like i don't know like how do i do this is it just gonna but all you have to do is just steer the car and and kind of do it and i've been playing it like pretty much all weekend and it's been really fun wow now are you because i have i've played mario kart i when I get really high, I'm really good at Mario Kart. Like, <laughs> it's stupid. Um, I, sure. I call it putting on my driving glasses whenever I get stoned before I play Mario sure, Kart. yes. But I always choose to be Baby Peach on a bike. Do you have the option to choose that you want to be Baby Peach and be on a bike? 
Yes, I think. Well, yes and no. Since it's the free version, and I don't, I don't think I ever plan on upgrading to anything else beyond that. There's only three characters. There's, um, I always get confused because there's like Bowser and King Koopa. Like, I, it's been a while since I've been in that Mario universe, mm-hmm. but it's some like bigger dragon guy that's like fat and beefy with like a shell with spikes coming out of it so there's oh yeah that. that guy and then yeah and then there's um i feel like it's almost like female toad it's not peach but it's toad it's like a pink version of toad okay um, and i don't know what their name is either and then there's this other guy that looks like a like a lizard with like a fo- like a, a mohawk and those are my only three. But you unlock characters. It's just like you have to like get a certain number of points to get it. So it's nice. It's something to like, you know, just, uh, you know, before bed, I play a couple rounds. And um, it's been great. Mario Kart Tour. Mario Kart Go download Tour. it, everyone. It's bringing yeah. me a lot of joy. Mario Kart Tour. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good one. Mario Kart Tour. Mario Kart Tour. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but how about you, Colin? What's what's bringing you joy this week? Well, I I uh, planned the lead earlier, but indeed, if it's any uh, encouragement to keep watching, it's season two of Work in Progress. Oh, nice! It just keeps getting better and better and richer oh. and smarter. And without ruining anything, there is a because there's only five episodes in so far of the, of the second season, so I don't know where it's going to go, but. There is a pretty significant change from the first season to the second season um, that I appreciated, but I don't want to say what it is until you've watched it, and then we can talk about yeah. it. Yeah, but um, it just—I loved the first season, and then I couldn't believe how much the second season evolved and just gave so much more. And it—I think what I also love about it the most is that it is doing a lot of what Ted Lasso is doing in terms of showing people being kind and showing compassion Mm -hmm. and showing connection and humanity and not reveling in people's suffering, but also not like sugarcoating things Um, in a way that is just more my style and more, I mean, you've seen the first episode. There's just more of that. There's always, there's a, there's a tone to it that I, I just, yeah, I, I connect with more. There's a flavor that I appreciate more and so, yeah, I part of the reason I am encouraging you to keep watching is because I want you to get to season two because I just I think I I just think you're going to just continue to love this show. I really think it's right up your alley. I can't wait. I guess it's like the word I'm looking for is like cynicism, I guess. It's like that yeah. sort of sarcastic. Uh, yeah, that Ted Lasso doesn't have either two yeah. in ways it does, but it's it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it, it's interesting how, like, Ted Lasso and Work in Progress, and I'm sure other shows, but really, like, it's so often to choose the, the you know, the narrative that makes fun of someone's misfortune or kind of, like, the joke is, yes. is that it all falls apart for them. And, like, that's just, like, what the joke is. And it, I, I think it's interesting, you know, kind of that idea of kind media is, like, how is it po- – how can you find – dramatic heights and comedy without it being at the expense of people you know and i know that sounds so tree huggery but like i don't know i'm i'm all good on mean comedy you know what i mean like i'm all good there's so much of it out there you know yes yeah that's so true well well great yeah so uh so that's that work in progress um yeah and we all aren't we all uh, this episode isn't because this episode's over. We are done. We are. I already have my coat on. I'm sweating through it like a 
like a really hot goose. But anyway, yeah, I feel like there's like a Ted Lasso line we can, yeah, you know, sweating through my coat like doba doba doba, sweating through it like a like a like a like a waffle and syrup. I don't know. Anyway, um, fuck Ted Lasso. Anyway, so. Uh, stupid fucking show. Don't tell me to feel good. I'll tell you what feels good. Um, I know, I know. So anyway, folks, that is all we have for you this week. We'll be back next week. I can't tell you what we're going to talk about, but I can tell you that we'll be there. It's going to be great. See you next week. Bye. Bye.